Previously on the Adventure Zone. Uh, that is where you come in, the Reclaimers. This is actually a very hard position for us to fill because most of the time anybody who discovers one of the Grand Relics is unable to fight off the temptation to claim it for their own. My name is Boyland. <laughs> Excuse me? You see a crystallized figure. A dwarven figure with a cigar in his mouth. Oh god, it's Merle. No, you actually recognize this crystallized figure as Boyland. The director draws a curtain, and you can see the window into the uh, Cerebro chamber, like you've seen three times now. Uh, these huge columns of light uh, stab through the the ball. Uh, so that's four. So that's the glove, the belt, the stone. The oculus. That's like halfway, right? More than Over half, halfway. We're more than halfway there, yeah. that's More than halfway. I, um... Good for us. This is going yeah. better than I, I ever could have expected. You you, you three... <laughs> us too. Yeah. Can our heroes recover the final three grand relics before they're crushed by the weight of their incompetence? No, they can't. It's the adventure zone. Crack open the dusty volume. Crack this dusty volume the right tales up. Crack that dusty volume. Well, hold on. No, it's it's news story time. If there's dust on the volume, it, then that's a manufacturing error. I like to I like to imagine you pulling down a a, a tome mm-hmm. yeah. from me, a, an age ripened tome from the shelves. Mm. And, and maybe the book's another, alive, an, like in the Page Master, mm. and it's screaming as you rip it open. Another but, tale of the McElroy boys, bound say. in human skin, just like yeah. in the page, just like in the Page Master. All of the voices of this arc will be Whoopi Goldberg. Please enjoy. <laughs> Um, I'm going to start this arc off on uh, a somewhat dour note. The three of you, it's been, let's say it's been like a month and a half, maybe two. Uh, So it's late winter, early spring. Uh, And the three of you are attending the Rites of Remembrance for everyone's favorite character, Boyland. Uh, The the director has been putting this off. The Rites of Remembrance are uh, when a bureau member... Uh, goes down in the line of duty. Their information is fed to the void fish uh, so as to avoid uncomfortable questions from the world below as to their whereabouts. Um, so Boyland is gone, but not yet forgotten. But soon. But, but like, not in, yet. like in like no joke, like in a minute and a half, both of the things. Um, and uh, you're, you're in the void fish's chambers where you actually you haven't been in a while. Uh, and it is just as you remember it. You got the big tank with the voidfish, uh, jellyfish-looking giant guy uh, floating in the uh, floating in the tank, uh, and pretty much everybody from the bureau is here. And Even Pringles? Uh, no, Pringles is in jail. Where he still be- where he belongs. God, one of these days, but prison breaking out Pringles. <laughs> um, are, are we eventually going to find out what happened to Pringles and what maybe. the justice system is like in this organization? Maybe I just put him in jail because of his bad name. It's, impo- <laughs> it's entirely possible. Um, hey, Griff, can I, have a, can I ask a canon question? Yeah, please. Uh, How do cannons I, work? I know. Yeah, is it sparks or gunpowder? What's up in there? Suction. 
Uh, no, we, when somebody is fed into the void fish, the people aren't fed into the void fish. That's ghoulish. Oh man. Okay. What do you? What they write their names down or whatever. What happens to like physical evidence of that person's existence on Earth? Like how are how are how are physical? Uh, uh, yeah. No. I'll break. I'll, I'll break down some of the like void fish um because i've been thinking a lot about the void fish lately um as have we all the i think the void fish has kind of uh an ability where not only do they erase information right when they when they fed info when they're fed information they erase it from the from the world Ooh, it's storming outside this will add some nice ambiance um not only does it disappear from the world, uh, except for those who are inoculated, I think the void fish's powers are a bit broader than that in that they sort of implant whatever you need to kind of um, write your own uh, narrative as to uh, write your own way around that information. Um, so it's not like the, the stuff just disappears because that would be weird. And I, I did kind of set up that that is how Angus joined the Bureau of Balance is because like people kind of knew there were like these edges of the periphery of their memory that something was wrong. Somebody was missing. And in investigating those missing persons, that's how Angus ended up there. But I think the Voidfish has an ability where it's just like Boyland is gone. And it's like, there's a big chair here that they can't read the name that's etched into the chair of Boyland. Um, so like maybe that chair is just for a family friend that they also can't remember. Do you know what I mean? Like brain fog over it. It's there's a, yeah, fog is a good way of putting it. Like there's, there's not only does the, the void fish erase information, it, uh, it fills in the gaps or it enables you to sort of fill in the gap. Uh, and you, but, but that is not applied to those of us who have been inoculated. No, you, you no, they don't disappear from you. They just disappear from everybody else in the world, which is. A lot of people, many, right? Like Marty McFly's brother and sister, right? Yeah, exactly. Just so, gone. So yeah. uh, it's been a couple months. You're, you're at the rights of remembrance. Everybody is here uh, except for. It took Pringles. us a couple months to get the rights of remembrance together. Yeah, the director's kind of been putting it off, um, and uh, everybody's here. Avi's actually not here. Avi's been uh, missing for uh, a week or so. I said missing. That sounds ominous. He just hasn't been around. Um, Foreshadowing. And here's the thing about this this ceremony. Everybody is so sad. Like, everybody is so bummed out. And you get the impression that maybe you guys were the only people in this whole organization that were not, like, gigantic Boyland fans. Boyland boys. Everyone preferred to call them. This, this room is full of Boyland boys. And, like, everybody's, like, crying and, like, sharing their favorite stories of, like... And Boyland sound like, listening to these stories, Boyland sound like a dope dude. He'd be like, he always brought in donuts to the office. And people loved that. And he had, like, a lot of fun jokes that were, like, not offensive they like really they were people pleasers boyland was a people pleaser people seem like really bummed out and uh people are getting up there and, and giving some speeches killian and carrie who uh who served with him as uh, uh re- as uh regulators uh have some like totally rad like war stories um and just like everybody seems super upset and you are clued into the fact that maybe you guys should have gotten to know boyland a little bit better because he sounds like a total party animal Wow. You know what? I stand by it. I think that they were all blinded, but they were too close to the situation, and we were able to see him for what he really was, a dick. A giant dick. Is this your speech? Is this speech you're giving to the room? (laughs) No. Um, Magnus would never say that. Do you want to say anything? Is there anything you want to do in this this scene? Um, I'm going to raise... Oh, this is great because I haven't gotten to use this a lot. My fla- my uh, flagon that makes everything like doubly potently alcoholic. Okay, 
and I'm getting real drunk at this wake. Okay. Uh, to Boyland! <laughs> okay. Uh, everybody joins you. To Boyland! They all shout and uh, raise their own flagons that they all have for some reason. Uh, so the director walks in, uh, w- walks sort of close to the tank, and she has a few rolls of parchment, which she hands over to Johan. Uh, who's been playing sort of uh, accompaniment to this scene. He's been playing a, a, a slow, sad tune on his cello, um, probably that he wrote specifically for Boyland. Good God. And, uh, he, yeah, he's really weepy. And uh, uh, Johan takes it and puts it into the tank and pulls a lever, and you see these three rolls of parchment float up into the tank, and the void fish wraps some of its tendrils around these three rolls of parchment and pull it into its body. And... Uh, so, like suddenly, instantly, as soon as these these parchments uh, can, that uh, contain information about Boylan are, are consumed, uh, the void fish illuminates from within in a way that you've never really seen before. the The, the void fish has always had like a sort of faint spiral galaxy, uh, like n- nebula of stars floating around inside of it that you can see. But this is like this is like all of those galaxies like explode at once, and you see these bright. Uh, uh, strands of red and yellow and green um, just sort of zipping around inside of its body and there's a lot of like light activity in there and as soon as that happens Johan like is steps back and he's like well I've never seen a reaction like this before and the- I lean down to Taco and Merle you guys see this too right everybody sees it everybody's like everybody's actually kind of s- scared a little bit they're like stepping back because it's like the, the, the void fish is uh, there's like a fireworks show going off inside of it and the director says, uh, um, oh, my God, it's, uh, it's his comically large family, Johan. And Johan's like, oh, 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 God, that's horrible. <sighs> Sorry, whenever the void fish blocks information that it's consumed, that's what, that's what causes those lights inside of it. It's like a little alarm, if you will. It's showing that people out there are trying to think of the things that the void fish blocked. So that's all. That's like his 400 kids and wives and husbands and stuff. That's, uh, God, that's rough. Yeah, but they don't know, right? I mean, they, it's not, it's only rough from sort of like a um, ethical perspective. Yeah. Practically speaking. They've uh, already forgotten him. To think about maybe, the, uh, maybe the void fish created for them a brand new dad. He says, he says. A better dad. He wasn't a giant dick. Johan says, uh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, really, if you think about it, his family has it easy, because the rest of us have to go on knowing what a great dude we lost. Yeah. As I've I've always said in every situation, I'm the one hurt most by this. (laughs) Yeah. Is, Is that, is this like a physical strain for the void fish? Is this... Uh, the voice doesn't that seem seems like a lot of work. No. Is it grunting? No, it's I mean, not. It's not. It doesn't seem. I'm not asking you, Griffin. I'm asking Johan. Oh, he says, uh, <laughs> "I did it in character voice." Damn it. <laughs> um, I mean, he does. The the void fish doesn't seem like it's particularly distressed by all this. It's just D- whatever reaction is happening inside of there. It's it's the void fish is blocking a lot of information right now. It's does, rough. Johan, do you know? Does he need this? Like. Does the void fish get antsy if he doesn't get fed from time to time? I don't know that it's a he, but um, I I feed it my compositions from time to time to just kind of keep him keep keep it fed and happy and fat. I love the void fish very much. I guess you could say he's your number one fan. <laughs> hey hey Johan, do your t-shirts come in X X X X X X X X X X X X X X X X L? Yeah, and they have hundreds of armholes. 
You've cheered, you've cheered me up. Um, the uh, the director who is like very she's really upset. Uh, you see uh, the uh, stone of far speech that she has around her neck, her pendant, uh, start to light up again. Uh, and uh, she she turns and talks to uh, uh, the the voice coming from inside of it, and uh, you actually hear that it, it's it's Avi. Um, and uh, hey, she has, she has listen, a, she, she has a short conversation with <laughs> na, with na, Avi, uh, and uh, she turns to the three of you and says, um, "It's time, C- collect yourselves, and then you meet have me. to die. Meet me, <laughs> meet me in my office for a briefing." Um, uh, before I do that, Magnus just puts his hand on the glass and stares at the void face, just mesmerized by the flashing lights inside of it. Uh, very quickly, it puts up one of its tendrils and puts it up against your own, and then you hear it actually sing that song again that it sang a few lunar interludes ago. That well, one let's just, listen. It's just seven notes. Yeah, let's listen in to the void fish's seven note song. The dirge of the void fish. Um, yeah, it, it does have some sort of reaction to that, Magnus. Mm. Um, I love this void fish, you guys. So yeah. uh, uh, I'm should... also hammered. Well, the... yeah. <laughs> I have animal proficiency. I don't know what to tell you. The 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 director mentioned to you that it's time uh, about a week ago. Can, she mentioned. Can that... I? I would like to jump in here real quick, by the way, please, and thank all of our listeners, and I mean this sincerely, for finally explaining to me what it means to have proficiency and yeah. stuff. Somebody explained to me how proficiency in in thieves' tools worked, and I was like, oh, duh, yeah, and it all made so much sense to me. Thank you, everyone. And you didn't know that. Well, I didn't please, know like please, what it translated please. to actually have proficiency in like a tool. Dad practically wrote these rules. Yeah, I mean, so, if you ever need, to, I, I would like you to be a little bit more uh, informed. In if the you ever need to go to dungeon guy. school, you can take Clint McElroy's correspondence. Dungeons course. and Dragons and Daddies. <laughs> yeah, um, Ooh, so actually, that sounds weird. That's not great. The director mentioned that it's time about a week back. Um, she mentioned that she had a beat on a job coming up, uh, and she mentioned that it was big. Uh, but it was going to be a little while before she could figure out how to uh, uh, get a plan of attack going and to keep it under your hat. Oh, okay, so we know what's up. When she says it's time, it's like a, fi- a finger to the nose. You know that she has a job. Like, uh, do you want to move gotcha. in to, to her office and get briefed? Goodbye, <laughs> Voidfish. Uh, it does its little song again, but quieter this okay. time. Okay. Uh, but those lights inside of it are still popping off. I sprinkle some food on onto the top of its bowl. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, its food would be like when I was a little boy. I had a a, a you know, I had a rabbit named Douglas, and it'd be like, mm, "Thank you, <laughs> Douglas is gone." This is fun though because I wouldn't forget it. I could feed the void fish any like if it was like one time I slided my friend Jim yeah. like we were supposed to split it fifty fifty and I gave him forty and he never forgave me. I could put that in there and Jim would not remember. Yeah, for sure, I did that. There's right, there's, a, so there's maybe, a million times that you probably farted and it was a ba- uh, just a bad situation and you could just it, like purge that. Oh, our is our right. immunity to this selective? Like, if we wanted to forget something, could we ask no. the void fish? To no, let you've us been inoculated. Because I'm so sick of hearing about damn boy land. Okay, I could puke. <laughs> it's in like five minutes. I know. Um, I, if you clone, if you clone the void fish, a- and then if you cloned that void fish, or and then fed it the name Boylan, you might be able to get out of the way of Griffin. It. Please, this does. Le- Magnus has got a backstory, and it's got a dude that does not like him. Yeah, 
could Magnus make that guy forget him? I'm not asking this in character because yeah, I don't for think sure. This I mean, that's how, that is how Magnus it works. Yet. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna keep that might occur to Magnus later. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you've moved on to the director's <laughs> office. You've been in here a few times now. Uh, the last time you were here, it was actually a little bit uncomfortable because there was some tension between you and the director. Um, but she, uh, she and I worked that out. Yeah. You, you guys really well, that's a good beef. question. Have we caught each other up on what happened in our individual things? Yeah, if you wanted to. Uh, maybe I, t- I don't know if Taco told you guys about his umbrella acting up. I don't know if I don't know if you guys listened to the last fucking episode. Maybe you didn't. Um, still might be fun to tell each other. Cause yeah, I think I definitely told them about like training with Carrie, but yeah. I don't think I told them about like the box and the whole thing with yeah, Killian, sure, sure, sure. I don't think I'd betray that confidence. Oh my god, I'm hearing about the things that I may or may not know from a podcast I did in fact listen to, and it's the most boring thing that's ever happened. Okay, <laughs> so you're in the director's office. Let's move on. You're in the director's office. Uh, she seems uh, bummed out. Um, and she says, uh, have you collected yourselves? Are you are you emotionally prepared? to? If you need to take a day, I think we could probably give you some, some leave. Is it paid? Paid leave? <laughs> Only I mean, I mean I'm, the, the whole thing with Boyland has just... I'm pretty shattered, yeah. but I don't want to lose a day of pay. If that's what you desire, if that's what you need, then... I completely understand. I'm, oh, I'm willing. Boy, 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 land. Um, if you are ready, to... I, wouldn't it be great if the whole rest of this episode and like the next three episodes was us taking a paid leave, just day fucking off watching or just the new Black that. season four or whatever, just like chilling, doing some binge watching. Um, assuming you're okay, I I'm ready to tell you about the next mission. Are we okay, guys? Hit it. I feel good. Yep, we're good. So sorry, I I'm. I'm worried about the three of you on this next mission because the the last one we sent you on ended up being much more dangerous than we initially expected. And longer. Yes. And sir. we didn't kill as many people. Yes. Yeah, barely any. That will that will not be the case Hell with yeah. the mission I'm yeah. because I crave blood. I know exactly how dangerous this mission's going to be. Which is to say ex- ex- extraordinarily. Okay. But not for the reasons you might expect. To be frank, I I don't know what's waiting for you on this mission, but I know what's waiting for you at the end of it. And Hugs? it's the fifth grand relic. It oh. is the temporal chalice or chalice, oh. depending on just sort of what region you're from. Let's go so with it's chalice. A giant, it's like an onion then? It is a relic, a cup that gives... Dad, I want you to know I got that. Thank you. I got it. It's just like... Um, I didn't use the amulet. Yeah, you should, you're lucky. Uh, it is a relic. It is a cup that gives the holder power over the flow of time itself. She says, you've, you've been able to withstand the thrall of each of the relics that you've faced so far, and that is commendable, but there, there's no power and no treasure more seductive than that which the temporal chalice presents. It will tempt you in ways that you've never been tempted before. And I have no way to aid you except to warn you that the, the power to fix your mistakes is a power that 
is nearly impossible to resist. Do you know anything in regards to the extent of the power of the chalice or who's wielding it now? Anything that can clue us in as to what we might face or be up against when we face the person? She says, uh, allow me to brief you. And she pulls out uh, one of those spheres that she showed you all those uh, scenes of destruction from in the last episode and taps it. And you see another sort of uh, display pop up over it. Uh, and this one is showing a large uh, uh, brown, dusty canyon. Uh, it's actually a series of of canyons that are just sort of uh, weaving a bunch of uh, uh, channels into the ground. Uh, dry channels. They're not. They're not rivers. It's just uh, dry canyons, uh, all made of of red clay. And um, uh, you see one of the canyons, the largest of, of this network of canyons, has a pretty big opening in it, uh, right sort of in the heart of this uh, series of canyons. And inside of that opening, you see uh, a circle. And it looks like it was actually like drawn into this projection. Like it's a, it is a perfect circle. And uh, uh, she says, we discovered this anomaly several weeks ago. And we've been trying to figure out a way to breach it. Uh, we can't tell what it's protecting. Uh, it is it is a a force field, um, and whatever is powering this force field, the power is starting to slightly wane. That's how we were able to discover it. Avi has been researching a, a form of transportation that will be able to get the three of you through the field. And contacted me during the the rites of remembrance for Boyland to let me know that he's had a breakthrough. Avi had to miss Boyland's rites of remembrance to discover this. So I, I hope Aww. you're I hope you're grateful for this. I didn't know there was an option. Uh, <laughs> he says. Uh, she says. Uh, um, I I have no intel on what's inside of this 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 force field, um, save for some information on the bubble itself. It's nearly a mile and a half in diameter. Uh, it is uh, impenetrable uh, and opaque. Uh, we can't get through it through any sort of common methods. Uh, it's not just a dome. It's perfectly spherical. It extends down into the ground as well. And it's some sort of... I've referred to it as a force field. It's, it's actually some sort of time distortion. It doesn't block force. It blocks time. So you can't move through it for that reason. If you tried to punch your fist through it your your fist wouldn't be stopped by a barrier it would just stop now hold on are you sure because i've punched a lot of things i'm pretty sure that it that wouldn't swing it okay we'll see we can't see through the barrier whatever's in there it could be large it could be i mean it's a mile and a half in diameter it could be a fortress it could be uh uh some sort of uh army encampment it could be a, a whole city uh we don't know what's waiting for you in there all we know is that the temporal cha temporal chalice is what is uh projecting that field and it is almost certainly where you will find it so what's how, the, what's how the main thing the temporal chalice does the temporal chalice simply has for lack of a better term it's its powers are broad and that's what makes it so such a frightening force uh it has control over the flow of time uh, but it can also give the user uh, a, a sort of broader dominion over time. Uh, it was able to uh, essentially create a, uh, a barrier composed of time. 
which uh, is new news to me. Um, but it's just the more reason why we need to get this out of the hands of whoever is using it, and we need to get it into our hands and then in, so just destroyed. How exactly do you suggest we do that when it's creating a barrier that we can't move through or see through or get through? Uh, that Avi has figured something out. So we're going to send you down um, to the what's the name of this area? Dry no Dry Bones is the name of an enemy from Mario. Mm-hmm. That won't do it. That won't. I don't think Gucci that. Gulch. Gucci Gulch <laughs> is pretty good. That's something, though, right? I think it's the taint. We have to go down to the taint. <laughs> we're, we're sending you to the devil's taint. <laughs> you got ravine. You got gulch. Yeah, I'm looking. Um, how about the blasted lands? The blasted lands is from World of Warcraft. Okay, how about the not-blasted lands? Nice. How about flavor-blasted lands? <laughs> the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. But you spelt with two Ds. Grand nice. Canyon. The Taco Bell Grande Canyon. I was Canyon. about to say the Arid Wastes, and that's a map in StarCraft. Blizzard, can you get off my nuts for a second? <laughs> <laughs> how about Tatooine? Uh, no, I've got it. Uh, we'll send, we're going to uh, send you down to the Woven Gulch. To uh, uh, to meet up with Avi and figure out a way of entry. Once you get in there, um, I again I don't know what dangers await you, but once you've bested them, just I uh, sorry I'm having kind of a hard day and I don't what's going on? I hey, don't what's wa- going on with you It's Boyland It's uh, oh, I was oh God right Yeah Oh yeah, pretty, yeah 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 I When I get control of this chalice I'm gonna go back in time and make everybody no, forget see, that's, about forgetting Boyland This is explicitly Boyland. what I'm talking about That Oh right. I thought you were going to say save Boyland oh. No <laughs> No Not gonna save Boyland Listen th- But that's what I'm talking about You goof because you're a goofer. But that's I am you a can't, this this thing's gonna come at you from all sides. And if you give into it, you'll lose control and we'll have to send in the regulators after you. And oh, n- none of us yeah. want that. Let them try. I kinda want that. We've beat them before. So, so, not at all. Re- oh, so the okay. goal is get this chalice and do not use it. Do not use it and get out. Is there a palace where they keep the chalice? Good question. What if we have to use it to stop it? That's goofy talk. Well, I'm you, saying once you're not going to be there. You don't know. To quote your imprisoned friend Pringles, once you pop, <laughs> the time control don't stop. Mm. <laughs> okay, uh, do we need to stop by and see Avi, or are we just headed down planet side? Uh, Avi's already planet side. Is it hot down there? Is, is it, it really hot? hot? It's probably sticky. If you want to wear shorts, this oh, is. Oh wait a minute. Is- we gotta get new looks. We gotta get summer looks. Yeah, shorts. We need shorts. 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 Fantasy shorts. Fantasy shorts. Okay, this is yes. Magnus definitely has cargo shorts. Don't try to tell me I do not. I will set this up. I will set this up for you. If you will get on this will this will be sort of your signing bonus for this job is I will secure for each of you some cool shorts. Is that okay? But on one condition. I want a changing room for three, like three different compartments. I want Killian and Carrie and Noelle to be there, all kind of like shaking their head yes or no when we come out and display it. Does that sound good to you guys? Say yes to the shorts. That's Say yes to the shorts. Um, Don't, and please don't trip. I'm wearing a skirt. Don't even bug on that. Like, like a, a horse I'm wearing. A, a kilt. Like a, a kilt. Like a man kilt? Not a kilt. Not a kilt. You don't like want to go No, Merle would have a utility kilt. 
That's a fact. No, like a skirt, but like a magical one. Oh, okay. okay. Maybe Jodpurs. We're going to the desert. Jodpurs. Okay. Uh, did it make Jodpurs shorts? And away you go. She says, sort of, she's like holding both of her hands up, uh, extended and just kind of slowly walking towards you, like pushing you hey. towards it. Oh, we're, off we go on another adventure. Griffin, can I ask you a question real quick? Yeah. Just out of, completely out of curiosity, having nothing to do with what's going on right now. Please. What class is the director? Like um, what, I mean, what she, kind of defi- she's definitely, she's definitely is magical. Um, she's, she is, a uh, you know, either a wizard or a sorcerer or something. She has magic. But magic we have not stuff. seen her wield that power. Yet, uh, right? so, I mean, she has a couple times she, uh, used the only thing I can kind of think of is when you guys did God, I, this is a pull. Um, when you guys first did the test of initiation, she like tapped mm. her white Oak staff on the ground and it like, you guys went to sleep essentially and woke up in the. In the testing so chamber, it's safe to assume she's pretty powerful. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, she's okay. the she's you know in charge here. She's got some. She's got some. Why skills. don't you ask me? I'm the one that just spent some quality time Getting with her. To be in best the mud. buds, yeah. We are kind of best buds mud, now. Mud buds. mud buds. When she's covered with mud, she looks like Charlize Theron in those Huntsman movies. Never seen. I don't nobody's know. Seen nobody's seen those. Movies. Seen they haven't. Nobody. No. Those, no. Those, no. Those, feed those fuckers to the void fish. Where? Would shorts? I guess not. Fantasy Costco. I want to say like maybe Leon is fantasy. Like, fantasy Old Navy. <laughs> Ye old ye Navy. <laughs> I guess it would be New Navy, right? <laughs> <laughs> because have you guys heard about a new store? It's just called Navy. <laughs> we think it's going to be around for a long time. <laughs> you are in the clothing department of the Fantasy Costco. And Garfield the Deals Warlock is, like, helping you pick out shorts because, like, it's like that scene in The Matrix where, like, a bunch of different shelves of guns come at you, but it's all just, like, shorts and uh, utilicilts and skirts and, like, lightweight summer fashions. I want I want one, like, Jared Leto Awards, the 2015 iHeartRadio Music Awards. You've got it! You're welcome for those awards, by the way. Thanks, Dad. Um, what, what color? I think a salmon would look good on you, Taco. Well, his was black, but I, I think something light for the uh, the climb would be great. So maybe kind of like a mauve, a mauve. Yeah. Okay. He gets you the, the the exact color that you're picturing in your mind's eye. How how uh, how how high or low cut is this? What are we talking like at the knee? I mean, f- I mean, flirty. Okay. Fingertips. Flirty length. And uh, Dad and Travis, what kind of shorts do you want? Um, I would like some. Uh, <clears throat> I would like some cargo shorts, but if they could be enchanted in some way that I don't have to worry about sand getting up in there. Sure, sure, sure. You know what I mean? Oh, that's, yeah, that's, don't worry about that. Okay. And, and, um, and something that will keep the pockets from leaking. I cannot I believe how much time we're spending on this. I'm, uh, I'm, I've put I'm, a lot of thought no, into my magical cargo shorts. Yes. And, uh, and Merle for you? Jodpers. I like the Jodpers idea, and I want them right above the knee with garters. I love define this because Merle's like short. Define that word and use it in a sentence. Jodpers? Uh, give me those jodpers with the big flaps at okay, the side. Okay, but those are in no yeah. way shorts. You understand? These, these, this, this is arguably the worst possible summer no, wear. No, but he will look like a 1950s director. Absolutely, yes. With a second set of knees. Cecil B. DeMille. Um, okay, he gets you some pants, some weird pants that are baggy at the at the butt and thigh area. These are the least flattering pants I've literally ever seen. They make They're not it- really baggy. I thought they had built-in angles. 
No, not the jumpers I'm seeing. Think think of like riding pants. No, like yeah, equestrian pants. Do you want me to cut these off at the knee for you just to give you sort of a Yeah, but I want it like a I want like a, a belt around the, the bottom so it I can affix them so sand doesn't blow up my hoo ha. <laughs> he uh he brings you some jod purrs and he cuts them off at the knee to make you jort purrs, I guess. That's a fun one. Jordan Purse. And then he uh, mm-hmm. takes out his wand and he goes, now don't tell the director about this. And he waves it over your shorts and Jordan Purse and skirt uh, so that they are protected completely from just like hum- humidity and stickiness and grit. Um, and says, uh, that one's on the free ski for my most loyal customers. And he winks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Garfield. Can we leave now? I wish you would. Well, listeners who are just joining us again, <laughs> we're assuming you fast forwarded through that last segment. Uh, welcome back to the Adventure Zone. We're still here, still doing it. And important, and important question. Ready, what get ready, busy for what you. What color are the jorts in the jort purse? Camo. Minor <laughs> camo. Jesus. <laughs> Daddy? Plaid. What color plaid? That's nothing. Black, green, and red. Okay, cool. God, I'm glad we settled all that. This is Griffin McElroy, your best friend, your dungeon master, and your guardian angel. Don't cl- don't climb up that rickety old ladder in the garage. It's just no good anymore. Thanks for listening to episode 41, Jesus, of The Adventure Zone, uh, the first part of a new story arc. Um, this one's kind of a build-up, getting them in the front door of where the arc's going to take place. Um and things are really going to pop off in the next episode. I'm very, very excited for it. I want to thank everybody who's been tweeting about the show using the hashtag TheZoneCast. If you do that, you might end up as a character in the show. Um, I went through the past, uh, about the past month or so, whenever I saw a name uh, that I thought matched up with one of the characters in this new arc, I would grab it. I don't want that to seem like this is like a... Uh, a raffle and i hope i haven't set it up like that um i really just pick names that i think sound cool um but i i really appreciate folks spreading the word about the show the show's been growing like really fast and uh we really really appreciate it like the, the show's been doing really well and it's all because of you guys we have never paid to advertise the show it has all been word of mouth so everything you can do to to help us get the word out we super duper appreciate hello it's me the internet's travis mackra yes that's right powerful influencer Travis McElroy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis, how did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything, your products, content you create, or even your time. What? What influencer doesn't do that? I ask you, I'll wait, that's right, none of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's, uh, just as an aside, you can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with 
reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code adventure to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have an aura frame here at our house and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as they get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So, right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Chicago, we're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2, and we're doing live shows, all a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out, and Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2 schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that, go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all of the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little Sailor Man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now back to the show. We have a couple personal messages and a couple commercial messages on uh, today's episode. If you want to sponsor the show and uh, get a message out to a friend or a message out for your small business, it's easy to do. Just go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. You can find out all the details there. For this first message, I'd like to tell you about a webcomic called Little Guardians, uh, which is excited to announce the release of Book 3, Tane and the Spirit Dragon, available now at LittleGuardiansComic.com. Check out Little Guardians. It's an all-ages fantasy adventure webcomic and graphic novel series about village kids fighting demons badly, which is like, which is basically like kids fighting monsters is essentially what we go for here at the Adventure Zone as well. Little Guardians is equal parts humor, action, and suspense set within a lush RPG-inspired world and is perfect for the family of fantasy fans looking for a fun story new pages post every week at littleguardianscomic.com if you're attending gen con this year visit the author's avenue for a free sketch let's sketch something right up it's not a big deal you don't even have to ask you probably have to ask they're not 
psychic, I assume. Again, that's littleguardianscomic.com. While you're checking that out, as long as you got your browser open, why don't you go to amazon.com and search for The Girl with the Red Hair, or you could just go to mjsauthor.com. Girl with the Red Hair is a fantasy novel that was inspired by the author's own D&D campaign. She was just a lost girl when they found her, but it soon becomes apparent that she is much more. I'm assuming this is the titular girl with the red hair and not like a, the craziest author biography ever. Uh, it just launched on Amazon June 1st. That was yesterday. So uh, go check it out. Again, Amazon.com. It's the girl with the red hair or MJSauthor.com. Got a personal message here for Abbott, and it's from Eric, Ian, and Jesse, who say, It will be hard to find someone willing to sacrifice his party members for a chance at the best loot, but it paid off for you in the form of an unusually roguish hat. Your character and friendship will be missed. Good luck on your new side quest. I don't know... I don't know what this person has gone off to do that involves a roguish hat. Unless they're like a like an ambulance driver. Why did I say ambulance? Anyway, congratulations, Abbott, on whatever life move you've recently made. And good luck to the rest of you on, on filling that party member-sized hole. And one last message here. This one's for Mickey, and it's from Michael, who says, Thanks for covering me that weekend when I forgot my wallet. You're extremely generous and a great friend. You're also a big jerk who refused to let me pay you back. But you know who won't refuse my money? The McElroys. So here's our favorite dungeon master telling the world that you're a terrific, selfless guy. Now we're even, you stubborn asshole. Two things. That's a really sweet move. Um, it sounds like you helped him out in a tight spot. I know how bad that can be when you leave your wallet somewhere and then some dumb kid finds it and spends all of your Amazon credit. Second thing, I will I will always take that money. Do you hear me? Do you hear, this is serious. This is serious time now. I will always take that money. If you like this show, go check out the other shows on the Maximum Fun Network. There's a lot of other shows on there, and I guarantee you're going to find one that is going to really, really do it for you. Uh, how about Adam Ruins Everything, a new show on the network? How about The Greatest Generation? That's a podcast about Star Trek The Next Generation. You're going to like that one. How about Throwing Shade? How about Jordan Jesse Go? Uh, there's there's so many shows on the network. They're all free, and they're all amazing. They've been really supportive of us the whole time we've been podcasting. Again, MaximumFun.org. Uh, if you like the shows we do, you can go to McElroyShows.com. We do a bunch of other shows like Cool Games, Inc., a video game design podcast I do for Polygon, uh, or Sawbones, a medical history show that Justin does with his wife, Sydney, or Bunker Buddies, a show that Travis does uh, about surviving the apocalypse. All those shows, McElroyShows.com. Let's get back on that episode, though. What do you say? The next episode's going to go up on thursday june 16th oh jesus that's during e3 oh i got i got some planning to do uh i will i will talk to you then see you later The three of you are in the uh, hangar of the Bureau of Balance, getting ready to uh, launch to your destination. Uh, Avi's not here. Avi is the hangar operator. Um, uh, so you're not really sure who's going to be blasting you out of this cannon until they reveal themselves. Um, it's, a, it's a small boy who walks out from behind the cannon. Ango? Uh, and it's, it's uh, Angus McDonald. Son of a bitch. And he looks, <laughs> he looks pretty nervous. Uh, he's yeah. like... Uh, Hello, hello, sirs. Um, I'm honored. Angus, how's the magic going? Oh, it's going very good. Um, I, I, my favorite magic spell, if I knew how to use it today, would be to fire you guys off to your destination without killing you. But 
Cool. Uh, um, I'm sorry. I'm just very nervous. It's my first time manning the cannon, and um, Avi showed me how to use it, but I'm just a little boy, and some of the machinery is very complicated. Um, but I think I'll be able to get you where you need to go, all safe and sound, and away from volcanoes and stuff. Ango, if there was one person I trusted to do this well, you're definitely on the short list of people that that might be. Short list. <laughs> that uh, wasn't supposed to be a mean joke, Dad, but thank you. Uh, he motions you uh, up the stairs to the loading platform and into the uh, the glass ball. You guys didn't have this launch protocol for your last adventure. You Yours was more floating canoe-based, so it's been a little bit since you've uh, mounted up for, for a, a blast-off like this. You mean in the vomit comets? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You hopping in? Hell yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you, you hop in and uh, shut the shut the sealed uh, little circular door behind you, uh, and the back of the cannon starts to lift you up into the, the cannon, and the last thing you see, like, through the sliver of light uh, between the cannon hatch and the, the cannon is Angus's face, and he looks like he's about to break down into tears. Um, I give him a thumbs up. Okay. Uh, I give him one finger. Okay. Well, we don't have to be mean every time, Dad. Oh, yeah. And, I want homies now. And, uh, uh, yeah, you are sealed into the cannon, and you hear, uh, <sighs> three, two, one, Mark. And you are launched out of the cannon, and uh, yeah, it's been a while since you've done this. And oh, and he forgot to open the door, <laughs> and you die. Then that's the end of the adventure zone. Uh, that's been the adventure zone, guys. Wow, what a ride! <laughs> I'm glad we ended on that short high note. <laughs> you are uh, no, you're launched, and uh, uh, you are sailing through the skies at several hundred miles uh, an hour. Uh, and uh, you have a lot of actual horizontal velocity this time, so you're getting a good look. Uh, at the uh, ground below you as you sort of sail above it all and you watch yourselves go over uh, uh, the black circle of glass that used to be Fandolin. You go over uh, you go over Neverwinter. You fly over the uh, you fly over Goldcliff and the deserts surrounding it. So all of the sites of our greatest triumphs. Uh, yeah, uh, you fly over the deserts of Goldcliff. Rather actually, discreetly while we're doing the soaring, I cast stone skin on myself. Really? Well, this motherfucker just said he could kill us in in fiction okay. if I was buying yeah, into this sure. reality. Okay, why would I not cast that on myself? Okay, then, and and uh, I guess I uh, read the in-flight um, safety manual. Yeah, uh, a couple of times, way too much, more than normal. Okay, if you're reading that, Dad, make a uh, make a perception check, Dad. Of course, certainly, perception check. You have a bonus because you have those uh, eyeglasses. Oh yes, my glasses and whatever your skills give you. Okay, uh, sixteen. Yeah, so that's enough. You, uh, you, you see out of the corner of your eye. Taco turned to his skin turned to stone. You little shit. Well, it's it's because this way, if anything happens to us, I can heal you. <laughs> I wanted to. Pr- it's for the team. <laughs> well, then why didn't you cast it on me? I only have so many slots, my man. <sighs> okay. Um. And uh, you see yourself uh, floating uh, and starting to descend into the woven gulch, and it does look like just a big knot made out of uh, out of these canyons. And uh, these canyons look deep. Uh, a few of them that are sort of not attached to the larger weave uh, have. It looks like there's some like clouds in them. Like they have their own little self-contained weather systems, not like fog, like proper clouds in them. Um, and, uh, but the, the one you're sinking into the largest of, of all of these, uh, is, is clear and you are falling down into it. 
And you're getting very, very close to the ground. And very, very close to the ground now. Oh, we pull the lever. Okay, you pull the lever. It's, this <laughs> is a pretty rough stop. This is a. This is going to be a rough landing. Uh, you feel... Uh, I forget if the... There's there's not a parachute. It just kind of the uh, uh, momentum of it starts to come to a, a stop and you but you hit the you hit the ground pretty hard it's a uh it's red clay um i pulled the lever Griffin. yeah but you pulled I remembered it, you did pull it pretty late do it. um yeah you don't, but like you don't take you it. as the dm didn't remind your stupid players that they had to pull a stupid lever oh i didn't know this was a baby game for children Woo! oh dunk um, no, you don't take any damage or anything, and the and the the ball is fine. But you do roll uh, a couple times, uh, and you come to almost a perfect stop uh, directly in front of Avi, who is just looking at you with this like grimace on his face, just preparing for death. During that whole time, I curled my body to protect Stephen the magic fish. Okay, been a while. In case anyone was worried, yeah, he's fine, still swimming around, okay. still being a fish in my pocket. How long do you goldfish live? He's magic, Griffin. Oh, and that's a long right. time longer than like two months. How long do goldfish live inside a pocket? <laughs> He's magic as shit, y'all. Yeah. Um you uh so you skid to a halt in front of Avi. Uh and you are now in front of this massive, massive uh it is a sphere, but to you it just looks like a a, a dome on the ground that is just reaching high, high up into the sky. Um it looks it looks weird. It looks weirdly like silvery, but it looks like um, when you look into it, you are seeing exactly what the other end of it would see, like a, a, a natural. You know that like uh, camouflage, like that that um, like that Metal Gear Solid shit where you have a camera on your back, so when you look at the front, you see what the camera on the back showing you. Like that's kind of what it looks like. It just looks like a. It looks like a distortion. So it kind of looks like you can see through it, but you're actually just seeing past it right got it um, yes. got it and uh you've explained it very well four different ways and you see uh you see avi and uh you see a gigantic way bigger than the one you just came out of cannon that avi basically has pointed uh not quite point blank but maybe about 10 feet uh away from the dome pointed directly at it um and uh, as the the door opens, he says, uh, "Wow, that was some pinpoint shooting. That was uh, that was good work. Whoever whoever did that up there did a uh, oh, it was Ango, right? I, it was uh, Ango. I trained him. Uh, yeah, boy, that was a uh, that was a hole in one. I, I pulled the lever. Uh, he sees you talking and goes, Taco, what happened to your what happened to your whole skin situation? Uh, you know, those spray tans went wrong." <laughs> He says, uh, oh, man, if you have stone skin on, that should have thrown off the trajectory of the... Oh, man, if you, <laughs> if you hadn't done that, you probably would have smashed right into the side of this thing. He's a hero. I'm a hero. Um, he says, uh, okay, boys, uh, here's the situation. Here's what I figured out. He pops out some little scanner that he's got with him, a little tricorder-looking doodad, uh, and points it at the... Uh, points it at the the barrier, and you see sort of a sine wave appear on it, and it's the the waves are sort of uh, contracting and expanding. And he says, uh, "This is whatever energy this thing's given off." Um, this isn't what Avi sounds like. It's been a while since he's talked. I think he had more of like a surfer bro voice, but I kind of lifted that for Carrie. I'm sorry, my voices are getting so out of whack. Everybody, doing my best. Um, he says, um, uh, "This whatever energy this thing's given off." Uh, it, it, it fluctuates and it gets weaker and then it gets stronger. And my hypothesis that I've tested out with like 
a, cu- a couple rocks, and I did it with a skull, um, is that if you launch something with enough uh, speed and momentum, right when this thing's at its weakest energy signature, I'm like, guys, I'm like 94% sure. If I shoot you out of this big cannon directly at this thing, right when the energy signature is at its weakest, you're going to pass right through, and it's going to be totally great, totally great. What percent? Cool. What what percent? Ninety four to ni- like ninety three to ninety five. That's still an A, but that's an A. Yeah, it. sure. What um, what's everybody's passive uh, perception like? My passive perception is eleven. Now, how would I know that, girl? Uh, it's uh, I think it's like eight plus whatever your perception, or ten plus ten plus whatever your pass uh, your perception bonus is. Mine's fifteen. Um, uh, Merle, you notice out of your corner of your eye, um. Coming from behind you in the direction that you were shot down, uh, you see something move uh, and sort of disturb the 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 clay earth uh, about thirty feet behind you. Uh, it looks kind of like uh, you know that hilarious movie Caddyshack, and there's that, oh. that groundhog that causes causes the, all the folks just no no end of trouble, just so oh, much. Oh, that trouble. gopher! Um, is it a gopher? Yes. I love that movie. Anyway, uh, yeah, you, you notice something uh, disturbing the earth and moving in your direction. It's coming, and it's, it's coming pretty quick. Hey, guys, look. What is it? It's a gopher. Sweet. Cool. Um, okay, so uh, if you're not going to do anything about it, these, uh, the, the shape moves towards you, and... Uh, Fellas, we need to brace ourselves for impact. Branches Something's off. coming at us under the ground. It branches into three... Uh, of these little moving patches of clay earth, uh, almost like it's starting to encircle uh, this this group of people. And uh, quickly emerging from the ground, you see three very large, very purple worms uh, pop out of the ground, uh, almost trimmer style. They are, uh, from what is sticking out of the ground is about um, 10 feet long, uh, pretty, pretty about a car tire in terms of thickness, uh, with these three sharp yellow pincers at their mouth, uh, forming kind of a beak and they are, uh, screaming like they're in distress and they are upon you. Uh, let's roll initiative. Of course, now there's a 20. <laughs> uh, I had a seven. I have a 15. And Justin rolled a 20. 20. Of course, there's my 20. Does that mean he gets a special uh, bonus attack because he rolled the crit? No. Uh, okay. Uh, Ta- Taco is first in the order. You got these three worms. They're all about. Uh, they're they're sort of uh, encircling you. They uh, yeah. They they look they look pretty uh, they look pretty gnarly, um, and they they sound like they're in distress and they are about ten feet away from you. The, so they're are they literally surrounding us or are they? 10 feet apart like coming at us they're not literally surrounding you but they're they're they are 10 feet apart 10 feet away from you forming like a triangle okay well uh i am going to cast thunder wave okay because it seems like a good good thing yeah okay so i can hit two of them on on this okay and i'm going to cast it as a level three spell oh wow okay i can do an additional 2d8 damage with it. What do they have to do? They do uh, some sort they of saving throw? They have to do a throw? constitution saving throw. Okay. Um, I'll do one uh, I'll do one at a time. Uh, that's fine. Yeah, each one. Uh, the first one, one fails. Uh, the second one got an 18, so that's a success, I imagine. 
Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, so, so you hit one of them. So he takes two, six, 11, uh, 13 damage. Okay. Not that uh, this thing, like, squeals and uh, uh, gives out kind of a pathetic cry uh, as it... Uh, and you knock it back, right? Unsecured objects that are completely within the area of effect. And since it's the, since they're still par- somewhat submerged... Um, I'm I actually also... Not. I'm actually going to say that you knock it out of the ground. Like, you... Okay, cool. you this The force of this thing, like, uh, pulls the rest of its body out of the ground. There wasn't a whole lot in there sort of tethering it. Um, so you, you knock it out of its hole and this thing is, uh, fully exposed and it's, uh, just sort of wriggling around on the ground and kind of crying. Um, uh, next in the order is the worms. The one that you hit is going to, I'm going to say it's prone. So it's going to spend its turn. Uh, it's going to spend its turn writing itself, reaching or lifting the, the top part of its body up and then smashing down into the ground and burrowing down. And then it's going to use, uh, another move to kind of move over and burrow up and hide behind one of its uh, unharmed uh, fellow purple worms. Uh, the other two are going, you see uh, their mouths start to glow red, and the two of them are casting Scorching Ray, um, and they're both going to aim at you, Taco, since you just hurt the boy, the other boy. Okay. Uh, that is a spell attack throw. The first one is, what's your AC? Uh, right now, yeah. Oh, you have stone skin. It, it's it, that doesn't affect my AC. My AC is thirteen. Oh, uh, the Wait, first stone skin doesn't affect your AC. No, sir. It gives me resistances to uh, certain types of damage. Interesting. Ah. Is fire one of those types of damage? Uh, non magical bludgeoning, piercing, okay, so and slashing. Uh, the second one's going to be a hit. Uh, okay, hold so on. You're going to. This is an attack, right? Yeah. This, uh, okay, it is a so ranged spell attack. Sp- it's not a melee attack. It's as long as there's an attack roll against him. Oh, okay. Instead of a save, yeah. I can do protection. Okay. That's uh, 19 versus AC. Still going to hit. Mm. Sorry, uh, I tried. Hey. Well, yeah. Say lovey. Good job. Uh, that is 21 points of fire damage. Hachi much. As you get lit up by this one. And another one tries to uh, blast you, uh, but it. it uh, curves around and uh, uh, it hits the barrier and just kind of diffuses. Doesn't do anything. Okay. Uh, next in the order is Dad. Uh, I'm going to cast my new uh, spell, Flame Strike, uh, because we got two of them right next to each other, right? Because uh, one's hiding behind the other yes, one. Yes, yes. So I cast this. It's a vertical column of divine fire that roars down from the heavens. Jesus. In a. In a location you specify, each creature in a 10-foot radius, 40-foot high cylinder centered on a point within range has to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Uh, That is an 11. Not going to do it. What is your... Spell DC? Yes. Is 16. Holy shit. Okay, they super don't save. Okay, well, each one of them takes 4d6 fire damage. Damn, son. Wow. Wait a minute. And 4d6 radiant damage. Good lord. Did you just burn your, like, nuke? What level spell is that? What? Level five, nosy. Nice. Six. Eight. Four. I'm up to 18. 18. Wait. One. That's 19, right? That's the fire, right? How did you get an eight on a d6? 
That's an, oh. that's actually a super good question, Travis, and I think it's something worth looking into. I think maybe <laughs> well, let's, let's take that one back to the judges. Let me do some investigation here on my end. Uh, we're doing a camera. We're we're doing a, a judges review right now, and I think there may have been something a little bit fishy with those. I'm roles. trying again. I'm hey, trying to see a seven on there. Thug? All right, wait a minute. Not, you're good. One, five. So that's six. Two. So that's eight. Two. So that's ten. So 10 fire damage, 4, 5, so that's 9, another 5, that's 14, 1, 15. So all in all, 25 damage. Good lord. Okay. On each. Uh, the, the one that was uh, fresh uh, takes that damage and looks, uh, it squeals and like a pig. Like it is, it is f- like f- very, very upset by that attack, um, and the one that was already damaged is like uh, lying on the ground, not dead, but like it just kind of twitching, and like uh, the 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 one that is still undamaged like looks at it, and uh, it does does another sort of soft wail, um, and next up is Travis. It's actually kind of making me sad. Um, so we've got one undamaged. That's when we noticed that they they were rushing at us with brochures <laughs> for for how to best enjoy the the uh, the woven gulch. Welcome to woven gulch. Um, Welcome to woven gulch. Here's so, some coupons for the TCBY. <laughs> <laughs> Our band performs every Friday. Drink them. <laughs> We'd love if you guys could come out. Free beer for the ladies. Ice cream social on Sunday. <laughs> Also, worms. we're giant worms. I know that's off-putting, but if you just like, oh, oh, I see. Oh, 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 okay. Thank you for not judging by appearance and not killing us. Oh no. <laughs> see, uh, yeah, drink them, Travis. Um, what, what are you doing? Um, so we have one completely untouched, one yeah. that's in bad shape, and one that's in super bad shape, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go after the one that's uh, undamaged, I guess. Okay. So I'm going to run up to it and switch to two-handed axe. Okay. Yeah, you've got some options now, huh? Yeah, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna attack it. Okay, it's a twelve plus a plus nine. That's a hit. Twenty-one. Yep. Uh, and that's. Do you want? I, I assume you're gonna attack it. Let's start doing this because your your turns. Now that you have like all these different shits you can do, your turns are gonna start going long. I think if you're gonna take multiple attacks on a thing, if you're like planning on taking bonus actions, why don't you just like just roll just roll a bunch of d twenty and let's just like you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Um, if you well, need if you so need to I'm, break it up I'm, for like strategic purposes, I totally am down with that. But if you think like my move for this action is going to be I'm going to hit this worm three times, just then I would prefer you just do it. Okay. Um, so I will remember that that one is going to be a goading attack. Okay. And then I'll attack again. Okay. Eight plus nine seventeen. That is insufficient. Poopy. But your goading attack hits. That is a nine. Plus five, so that's fourteen damage. Okay, and then plus six, so you need to beat a twenty saving throw <laughs> to avoid the of wisdom. Attack. Yeah, not this thing's strong suit. Uh, that is sixteen, so no. Okay, yeah. So any attack not against me will have disadvantage. Got it. And now I'm going to use cunning action to dash away. Okay. Dash away. Dash away. We need to and... figure this out because I'm pretty sure. So uh, both cunning. A- we need to talk about this after the show. Cunning action and bonus attack both use 
a thing called the bonus action. In in combat, you have move action, action, bonus action, reaction. Um, and I think bonus attack uses the bonus action, so you can't do that and cunning attack, cunning action in the same turn. Um, but we will figure like, that out. That would that to me would be an action surge because I just get two attacks. I don't think that's a bonus action. Okay. Uh, can you only action, action surge, surge once per there. once per battle? Yes. Okay. Cool. We'll say that's what happened. Cool. All right. You you move away from this thing. Uh, Justin, okay, back good. up to you, Taco. And just in, Griffin, just so you know, because I think someone might point out, I think if I dash away, I get an attack of opportunity against me. If you disengage and move, you don't get an attack of opportunity. Oh, so I do get an attack of opportunity. Yes. Uh, when you when you hit it, he this this worm starts to whine and and squeal also. Uh, and it does not do its attack of opportunity against you. It just kind of rears rears back and uh, almost cowers. Taco, it's your turn. Well, we need to stop attacking these guys. Okay, but, like, they attacked me. Yeah, but, like, what if we just... We're beating the shit out of them right now. What if we just didn't attack them this round and saw what they did? Who are you? You know what? I'm I'm into it. Oh, let, I'm I'm gonna chill on this. Okay, I raised you better than that. I, I just so it's in fiction. This is like I braced for an attack of opportunity and nothing came. Yeah, and it, like kind of like. Uh? Uh, so Taka, you're gonna mm. delay your turn. Just see what happens. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the worms are up next. Uh, the two sort of injured ones, the ones that um, got hit by the flame pillar and the one that uh, Magnus just attacked, uh, they do. They start to uh, retreat. Um, and, uh, I guess, uh, you could take an attack of opportunity against them. Uh, no, actually you guys use range attacks. So you weren't up against them. Uh, the, the two slightly damaged ones sort of, uh, snake their way over to their injured third member and, uh, sort of coil around it. And then, uh, all three, uh, burrow into the ground and retreat. And you hear them just like th- these three little piggies just cry the whole way home. You hear them um, just like crying, doing a sad, a sad little purple worm cry. So I'm the bad guy. As they run away, I'm the bad guy here. Well, I mean, I'm a bad no. guy. I cast, I cast a spell on before. I chopped them with my axe. Well, all right. Um, we all three attacked and just like didn't kill them. Which can I just say? Ooh, strong character growth from all three of us. Yeah, we, yeah, we let something it. live. Uh, Avi pokes his head from behind the cannon where he was hiding. He's like, "Great, great job, guys! Real proud of you." So like, we won, right? Lots of cool but moves. We won. Yeah, you. Yeah, you won. I mean, yeah, there's a bit of moral, da, 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 bit of moral ambiguity da, da, in there. Da, da, da. Uh, he's like, "Okay, um, we should, we should, I guess, get going before more of those things show up." Are you guys ready to blast off? Have you? Uh, you've been here for a while, Avi. Have you seen something like that before? Um, I've heard some like. Some stuff under the ground, but like they've whatever's down there. I guess those purple worm guys, like they've never they've never uh, breached before. Let me give you some advice. Okay, a little bit of advice. If they come back and they pop up out of the ground, just look at them and say, "I am the Quisats Hararak." Um, and they'll leave you alone. Th- so these they'll weren't dune-sized sandworms. Um, he says it uh, still works. He says, uh, "I've actually heard of purple worms before. They're supposed to be like." They're supposed to be, like, huge. They're supposed to be, like, the size of, like, a bunch of trains all bundled up together. Like, hundreds of feet long and, like, dozens of feet wide. Like, big old... Were those baby purple worms? Maybe. I don't know. Oh, shit. Let's let's get this train on the... Let's get this show on the road, huh? Well, before we do that, can I cast Healing Word on Taco? Uh, yeah. 
Do you need to take a second to figure out what to do when you actually heal someone? Look, wise guy. You could also uh, Taka could also just use his hit dice to um, take a short rest and recover that way. Okay. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Um, so just roll. I've never done that before. Trying to be part of the team. You took how much damage? No, Twenty slots, my dude. You took twenty-one. Twenty-one. So yeah, you just roll your hit dice, which I think is one d six, and you can spend as many as you want. Get back to up to full health if you want. Or that's the one with six. And it's how many hit? Let me see if I have on my sheet how many hit dice I have all together. It should be your player level, I think. What's, what's that? 13, 15, 21. All right. I used uh, five. Okay. Nicely done. Uh, all right. So you're back up to full health. Um, anybody else want to do anything before you get in the cannon? Nope. Let's go. I'm ready. Okay. You get into uh, the cannon. This ball is uh, a bit bigger than the one that you came down in, uh, but its most defining feature is it is almost entirely metal. Uh, as opposed so one ball is bigger than the other one. Gross. Uh, and uh, instead of being made out of glass, like the ones that you usually write in the bureau, there is a small, small uh, circular uh, porthole window that is like the only source of light in this room. Um, and as you sort of load into this this new cannonball, um, you notice something weird like the um, th- your momentum while you're inside of it is off. Like it feels like you're moving through jelly almost. Um, and he says, uh, there's a, there's a charm in there that like, um, is going to help reduce the momentum. Cause you're going to go from zero to, and he refers to a little notepad and he goes to, um, about 800 miles an hour, uh, very, very quickly. Um, oh, you guys are going to break the sound barrier. Cool. Okay. Anyway. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah. So the, the, the charm in there is going to make this trip survivable, but it's still going to be pretty Bad, so just hold on to your butts, he says. Our own, not each other's. What, um, whatever it takes. What is there a name for this cannon? Because I got a sweet name for it. Yeah. You should call it the Jaeger. Yeah, this is the Jaeger. <sighs> and uh, Maybe after West Virginia's own Chuck Jaeger, the first person to break the sound barrier. It's also a Jaeger bomb. Um, he, the Jaeger bomb. That's the a great Jaeger name. Bomb. Yeah. He's like, all right, everybody loading the Jaeger bomb. He, he takes out a. Uh, uh, Sharpie. Chuck Yeager, a uh, fan of the show. Thanks yeah. for tweeting about the show. Chuck. <laughs> yeah, really appreciate it. Thanks for the donations, Chuck. Thanks for the, all the item submissions, like all of them. Yeah. Uh, Avi takes out a Sharpie and writes that onto the side of the cannon. He's like, cool, cool, cool. Uh, and then he takes out his little scanner and points it at the dome, almost like he's pointing a gun at it with the, the cannon uh, um, uh, off to his side. Uh, and you hear him count down. He's like, all right, I think I got the timing. He's like, no, no, no. Now he's like, I'm not going to be able to now give you a count on now on this one. So now I'm just going to now I'm just going to launch it now. You guys ready now? Now you guys ready now? Yes. Okay. Yes. Mark. And it just things just you go very, very oh boys. You go very fast. You go very, very fast. Um, and if you if you were able to see. Uh, outside while you were sort of spanning the distance from the end of the barrel of this cannon uh, and into the side of the dome, you don't see it. Um, And all you hear is this, um, it sounds like the sound of like a large wave rolling in. It's like, it's, it's really, really loud. And your vision just goes white in, in this white space. You're, you're, you're no longer sitting in the ball. The ball is the cannonball is just gone. You're just in this white space, um, and standing in this white space in front of you, um, where where there was this dome and Avi and the 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 gulch, uh, standing in this white space is a very old woman, and she is holding 
uh, a large ornate silver cup, and we she makes eye, she makes <laughs> eye contact with you. And says, this, "Here you go." Uh, no, she makes eye contact <laughs> with you and gasps, and she says, "It's you." And then she says, "Find me." MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. New to Maximum Fun, the Beef and Dairy Network podcast. The number one podcast for those involved or just interested in the production of beef animals and dairy herds. All sponsored by Grazex, the latest grass replacement pellet from Mitchell's. If it's not Mitchell's, get back in the truck. Find us at MaximumFun.org or on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from. And if it's not clear, this is a comedy podcast. Beef out. <laughs>